Welcome back. Okay, you have the Marmachemist there. We're in the Messias Asharm on page Kufpe Aleph if you want to get your Marmachemist. And we're talking about, just to sum up very briefly, the issue with how to teach Kadeshim Tiyu, Prushim and Arayas, Prushim and other things that are extra and that makes you Kaddish and the Chiddush that the Mrs. Hashem is developing, which he holds is not a Chiddush. Nobody really holds a Chiddush. The question is proving where it's from and what the parameters are. And that is that despite the fact that you have terror mitzvahs for everyone and if Hashem gave it Tzivoy, everybody could do it. A few exceptions. I don't know a person does have an army. He's not even Tfilin. But by and large, the mitzvahs are across the board for everybody. You don't have to be the world's biggest Tamachacham and even the Amaratzim. And the Gemara says, Amole mitzvahs kariman. And everybody could do it more or less in most circumstances. Then you have Yisurim Durabonon, which are Sayogim, Gedarim, fences, and different things to keep you. 20 steps away from doing the wrong thing. And the Mesut Sharim is now trying to explain where does that apply on an individual level. If there's no Doraits and no Durabanon, one would think perhaps incorrectly that there's nothing. Halavai should keep all the rights and all Durabanon. And that's true. If you do that, you go through life, you're in good shape. However, there are too many sources, far too many Makaris that seem to indicate that for the individual there are madregas, and the madregas they're ready for or they need to protect themselves, different points of their life, different circumstances, and it applies to different people in different ways. Uh, that doesn't sound like mitzvahs midaraisa or mitzvahs midarbano. That's just so challenging over here. Mesut Sharm is proving, and nobody disagrees with this. We mentioned the Chavis Lavavis and different angles on why this is good for your neshama and why it's crucial for your Avedis Hashem to be working on raising the bar not just in the mitzvahs themselves and the Hidra of the mitzvah. Hidra of the mitzvah is often a function of Yerushamayim, the Pasuk Yerushamayim Yetzias Kulam. So most chumras we have today is because it's Machalikas Sachreinim Hadapaskins, and we try to cover as many bases as we can. Lefi our Madrega, a family member, my son's always wonder why I quote them in Sheer. They say, they didn't mention any names, did you? So I said, no, I didn't mention names. I just mentioned that it wasn't the oldest and it wasn't the youngest, and I only have three, but I didn't mention any names. So this one happens not to be the middle one. But he asked me a good Shiloh. Baruch Hashem, the Shiloh comes from learning a Sugya and Yerushamayim, and Baruch Hashem, the knowledge to know that it's still a Shiloh, that it's not Pasha just to be Machmer. But Shlomo says, there is an Indian, and we have many things in Allah, we don't push chumras. We have many things that we keep, and we don't necessarily know, unless you learn the sugya, that that's because it's machlekes, really there are mekilim machmirim, but machabras machmer, because of the raver, because of the chash, or many different things. So, it's well documented. Anybody argues on this is just nervous that maybe he's not doing what he should be doing. That's where this comes from. Rabbi Kiva wanted to bite Tamil Chachamim, so... There is a human condition that creates jealousy that if deep down they feel they should be doing more, but they're not, they get angry. And they get angry, and the anger is directed at the people who are doing more. We have to be honest and understand what that's coming from. But Kiva was very honest. When he became a Tamachacham, a Talmud and a Chacham, and the God of Ladar, he said, I remember well where I was angry at people who were firmer than me. And I'm not saying he did this, but wanting to bite them like a donkey sounds like 
at least making the claim, oh, you're firmer than thou, and you're this, and all the names that we, <laughs> dispersions that we cast are coming usually from jealousy and feelings of inadequacy. It still doesn't mean we push chumras. You have to know what you're holding. You have to know what's a chumra in Klai what's a shita that's not accepted at all, and no one was machmer except for the Vulnagayim. That's part of this sugya. So, of course, that's what makes this so flammable. That's why I record these things in three different ways, and so nobody can misquote it. Still doesn't help. <laughs> still take one line. But I'm trusting everybody here. They're not going to misquote this. So, what's very important to know is first find out what the din is, is it a Chumrah that Klaisal keeps? Is it a Chumrah that only Yechidim keep? Where do you fall in between? But Mesir Sharm, what we saw last week, and we'll continue this week, is trying to get across the concept, the Parakadoshim Tiyu, is the fact that it's a function of Yerushalayim if you try not to get yourself into a Machlekes. He's not even talking about that primarily. He's talking about something even higher. That even if you, it's all the Shittas, and we're not talking about anything up here, and you're accepting a preacher of Tainus in our Madriga, Tainus deeper for 20 minutes, Amachsam, which you should be doing anyway, keeping away from Lashon Hara, but Amachsam where we take one hour and we're not going near anything. That has great value and great schusim. Uh, People ask me about taking things on. I just repeat to them what the Chavaz Chaim says about uh, watching your deeperm and what the, what the Volnagain says and his Igeris Agra. Half of it's about life and death being in the uh, hands of your tongue and all the Maimir Chazal. So, after the chumras or being cheshesh for shitas within your madrega, where it doesn't become a chumra das de kula. My favorite example is tikkun lechatzais, which is really gavaldic and doesn't have to be for alamid vavnik, and we should feel the korban. And if you're up anyway at one o'clock, which many of us are, or at 12 o'clock, depending on the time of the year, why not take out a minute or two to remember the korban? It's very powerful. It's in the sitter. Before Kriya Shalita, there's no downside. Two minutes, five minutes, 20 minutes. With that said, if you're really having a uh, need physically for your health to get to sleep by 11.30, and you're staying up in Tichel HaTzai, so then you miss Zaman Kriya Shema. And Zaman you're in negative territory. That's what's called the Chumad Asadei Kula. So everything, every Chumar, every Kula, everything needs Adracha. Certainly this area, I can't even call Chumras, of precious, Tanesim, Tainas Dibur, not having another piece of brownie cake, whatever your level, whatever you have to be working on, it needs hadracha every step of the way. What was good for you a month ago might not be enough now, or might not be good for you, or if you tried it, it might be causing uh, other effects that are not proper. It has to be assessed and reassessed all the time. Hilchas tulin, hilchas davening, hilchas bichsashachat doesn't have to be assessed and reassessed. Get a kosher pair and you're good to go. If you're following directions, directions are usually pretty clear. That's what's unique about this sugya. It's not just chumras in halacha where we're trying to be yetzi the shitas and get the sugya right. So getting back to one of my sons, uh, he happened to ask me the Shabbos, just a good example. He's learning the sugya, which we had given many Sherman, Pasba Bekisnin, one of the most dynamic, exciting sugyas in America, because we eat a lot of cake and cookies and all the discussions about what's Pasba Bekisnin, what's Surah's Pas, how much do you have to eat to be Yetzi, a kazayas for all the shitas, which you're not mukhiv to do. You can take a kazayas we mentioned recently this year, this big, and then a Yehuda is a little bigger. To make an alamichia, and then the big question with our cakes: How much flour is in there? Do you judge by the flour or by the shortening sugar and everything else that goes in? With our modern prototype of cake and cookies, it's mostly everything else and very little flour. One lady told me when she was discussing the shy with me, she said, "You'd be amazed. Most of the cakes, commercial and even much of the homemade stuff, has enough flour to hold together the sugar and the other goodies." That's a binding agent, it might not be mezainous, but let's assume flour is still an important component of cake and cookies. 
So the Be'olacha has a big discussion. Is the wall the Achrayinim? Do you measure Gazayas by that? Just the core flower amount? Or do you measure together now that it's all mixed in? So the meaning is L'Hakol. We don't. We have no clue how much flour is or isn't in there, and we still make an alamichia. So okay, the meaning is l'hakol. Be'olacha. That's a big thing with the shadows of Rachel Be better if we made healthier cakes and we had enough flour to make a, an alamichia l'chol is. We're getting ourselves into a pretty big machlekes. But the meaning seems to be l'hakol now. Then we're also getting into a machlekes. What is possible b'kisnin? If you remember from our series this year, the three shitas. Every time we have a mezanis. Outside a meal, which for Americans like four or five in between meals, we're getting to a shaila. Is it amaytzi and benching, or is it mezaynis? The minigs lahakol there also. I don't know anybody's machmer in that, but it's an interesting shaila. Why not? And my uh, my answer is that all three th- three sheets disagree, and it's just different possible kisses in different countries. Whether it's a cake filled with sugar or a pocket filled with fruit or a cracker or all three, but not everybody agrees with that. There are shitas that hold that the three independent shitas, and never the twain shall meet, so we're just wearing makel and something about local, putting yourself in the matzah. That's a good example. You would think we'd be machmed, the minigas local there. People have cake and cookies for snacks. By and large, that's where you have them. So it's another machlaikis, whether or not, and this comes up every day. We have um, lunch often with spaghetti and pasta and lasagna. We go in very hungry, leave very full. That's not such a kasha. People feel they want a bench, like something's wrong over here. So I've had people ask me that kasha every time they feel guilty when they had two steaks and 78 potatoes. What's the din? A whopping brain of fushes. Sounds like you're getting away with murder. That's the din. There's no chumr or bench. You can't. Pasta, according to most places, doesn't have tourist pasta. It's not baked. It's cooked. So you can eat as much as you want, and it's an alamichia. But there is a very, very well-known Acharon that disagrees, and it's the Magan Avram. <laughs> Magan Avram says, he's not the only one, but he's the famous one. He holds, no, you have a regular shear, and if you eat too much, you've got to wash and bench, or at least it's a suffix. So my son asked me, uh, should I be machmer for the Magan Avram? That's not a ridiculous question. But at the age of whatever age he is, I don't want to give away which one it is, uh, but he's a teenager, I said, it's a very good question. Ask me again in five years. That's the Mesut Sharm. It's not even the Mesut It's a Shaila Lalach, which is a pretty serious Shaila. I might see Mazaynas washing, benching. They're pretty serious, Shaila. And you know, you're going in hungry, you're leaving full. These Shailas come up all the time. That's the sugya without even entering the precious issue of Yerushmaim Yesdei Kulam. It's just that, depending on the age and the background and the society, you can't be machmer and everything because uh, you're going to fall apart and we're not holding there. But there are many places we are holding and people take on different hidurm and aloha as they grow older, as they feel they can get away with it. They do it privately. They don't... Uh, when I pass in, I'm generally very makel, especially unless the person says, no, I don't want any kulus. But you don't throw hummus at people. What I do personally is a different story. So that's all part of the sugi of Yerushmai Miesdei Kulam. It's also a bit leads to precious. But besides that, the Mishra Shisham has thus far told us that even if there's no Shailah Lalacha, and there's no possible because there's no washing, benching, no bracha Shailah, nothing. It's food, kosher, yashan, chal of Yisrael, glak kosher, mahadrin, mahadrin. There's no shayla associated. A shahakal and a brain of fashas. No shayla. Now the shayla is, should you be eating everything you could possibly eat for one low price of $10.99, or should you cut back a little bit to teach yourself how to say no, so that when you come to something that's a little bit iffy, you could say no. That's making gedarm. 
or should you cut it out so it shouldn't fill your mind with Gashmias? You can focus on your Ruchnias per the Chavos Lavavos we spoke about. Also, two tremendous inyanim, which are central to Avedis Hashem. We're here to make our lives full of thinking about Akash Baruch Hu, the Dvar Hashem, and to make our thinking that our head is filled with important eternal things, less Gashmias the better. When you go up, and you have to think about this and always push it further and further up, but you got to go step by step. I keep saying that disclaimer so nobody misquotes it. So with that recap, we're going to continue in the Messias Hasharm. And when we end this, probably later on in the week, we're going to see the Rambam in Hilchus Tshuva, where he talks about what true Avas Hashem is. When you love something or somebody, you're constantly thinking about it. Think about it, think about them, and it takes up your whole being. There's nothing wrong with that if it's the right object to love or the right thing to love, the right theme to love, or the Ramam is going to end, we're going to see it inside. The Ramam is going to end the with that because if you want to sum up all of the all of it is Hashem. It's about Avas Hashem. It's about Yiras Hashem. To get to Avas Hashem, so you've got to be medactic and try not to get into serious Shailas, but it should be leading to some sort of Avas Hashem. So let's go again. Kuf, Pei, Aleph. We're still in Yemei Meluim of Shavuot, so we got to focus on these things because it is Mana Kabbalah Satari, even though we said Tachanan this morning. It's so funny because a lot of people, uh, every year we have one guy who said, uh, why are we saying Tachanan? And then another guy says, I never heard of the Shiloh, why shouldn't we say Tachanan? Well, <laughs> there is Machlekes, and um, some people think there's a Klaal Suffolk Tachanan Lahokal. Uh, not so push it, uh, but Staminus Rashinaz is uh, quite often they say, and it's a little scary. Did you say Virachim this morning? You were there. Like every other lines about save us from the Magefus and all that. It's it's worthwhile reading, even if your meaning is not to say it to dive an extra this kufa anyway, if it's not Viracham something else. So second paragraph, Klal Hadavar, again page Kufbe Aleph. Klal Dabar, Kivan Shakal and Yane Elam, Ena Ella Sakanas Atumas. Life is dangerous. Somebody um, mentioned to me a great line. I probably shouldn't even say this on the film, but I'm going to say it anyway and make sure nobody misquotes it. I got everybody's attention here. Uh, so um, there's a, uh, a very famous, uh, brilliant conservative commentator, not Rush, Dennis Prager. Dennis Prager is deep down kind of like almost from not orthodox practice, but he has uh, normal hushkafas in many areas, whatever, our, whatever quotes I've heard from him. So... Um, he was uh, misquoted recently, but it, what he said was, and this is an important line for the balance, which, no, I don't want to get into the whole discussion again for the 700th hour because uh, uh, whoever asked the Shailas asked the Shailas, but there is a balance between Nishmarta Moshasechem, which somehow everybody heard about that halach in the last couple of months, which is important, not downgrading Chasasholem. And it is potentially dangerous. And then there's trying to define, in a nutshell, all the shaylas boil down to one thing. What's an essential service? And what's essential in your life? So by the Umasailam, they have uh, tattoo parlors we spoke about, and bars, and liquor places. And, you know, tattoos didn't make it on the first list, but liquor places did. And then they seem to have a heter for non-social distancing when they're smashing windows and storefronts and ruining businesses and burning down cities and you know, the like, uh, other such activities. I'm not saying uh, they shouldn't be bothered by what happened, but uh, there's no heter, as we mentioned after Mary, there's no heter to 
burn down somebody else's business because they're trying to make a point, even for the greater good of society. So it's a difficult sugya, and we understand the, the pain of what happened, and it, it's a tragedy, it's a tragedy, but you, know, you, can't, uh, you can't create a thousand more tragedies with that, even if you mean well. And you certainly can't relax social distancing when you're standing thousands of people packed into uh, every place you could possibly demonstrate and forget about the fact there's a virus because you've got to protect your health. So the line he said, which uh, is a brilliant way of putting it down into a couple of words, he said somebody told him that the point of life is to stay safe. And he said that's the most ridiculous thing he ever heard, and it is the most ridiculous thing. That's not the point of life. They're a dinim of neshmatim. You have to tra- stay as safe as, as you can while you're doing mitzvahs. That's not the tachlis of life. It's to say, say, the tachlis of life is to live. <laughs> and living entails risks. And the example I was discussing somebody recently is we are still driving cars even though auto accidents, Rahman kill more people than everything put together. And the answer I got, uh, everybody has the same answer. as well, that's hard. We can't do without cars. It's very sad it, People get into car accidents. We can't do without cars. We can't. We don't want to do without cars. You can take a horse and buggy. It'll take you a lot longer to get down the Palisades, and you need a lot more hay to bring with you to work. Uh, or you can work at home in your computer. But you can't need cars. A lot of people staying home haven't gotten to a car. I've been living in my house for two months. I think I was in my car once or twice. So that people have to go to work. Okay. So a car is very convenient, and if we didn't have it. So is that a header? The answer is we're willing to assume that Rahmanasan Layalainu X amount of people are going to get hurt for the sake of having this piece of um, technology in our lives. Okay, I'm not saying the decision is right or wrong. But the shopping where I, I like steak and chicken as much as everybody else, and uh, shopping was automatically labeled as essential even though you can have a thousand cans of tuna in your house and a lot of matzah and live like that for seven months without stepping out of the house, and you will be fine. But nobody wants to hear that because they like chicken and meat, and I understand it. So then the question of, there, there's no doubt that when you have people jamming uh, parking lots and supermarkets, even trying to maintain a distance, that's dangerous. So where do we draw the lines? The answer is draw it at essential services and uh, essential things. So the, the question boils down to one thing, what is essential? I'm not going to go into it more than that, but that's the whole sugya. Two months of sugya in a nutshell. What is essential? Uh, that should cause enough pandemonium for discussion for the next uh, couple of days. But the point is, we're not here to stay safe. We're here to be mitzvah nefesh for mitzvahs in a safe way. And sometimes safe dictates we can't be mitzvah nefesh unless we want. And you have to dive at home. And sometimes it dictates, dictates a lot of things. But that's for a basic to figure out. But the theme is not stay safe. That's similar to a theme I've heard many people say that many people after the war, and you can't judge them at all, but they got to America, and Taramitsis wasn't primary in their mind. I, I'm not judging them. Go through that for one minute. But their main thing was just to be happy. My goal in life is to be happy. Ifdus Hashem Simcha is a very, very hush of a part of mitzvahs. That's, the goal in life is not to be happy. Actually, the goal in life is to be happy. But Hashem says happiness is internalizing ruchnius, and you can't be happy if it has anything to do with gashmius or your comfort level and your panasa or your food and what you're eating, what you're buying, what you're wearing, which is what the Messiah Sharm is saying. All these concepts are, sound to us very un-American. <laughs> it sounds very like, what do you mean? That's pursuit of happiness. 
we're not here to pursue happiness. We will be happy if we are doing our Vedas Hashem and being Mason Nefesh for it in the safest way as the Allah dictates. But we're not here to be safe. You could stay in your room and be safe. We're here to live. And you have to define what living in the full sense of the word is and which risks are allowed. And we're taking a lot of risks. We get on planes and we're driving cars and the stats over there, a plane is pretty safe, but cars are pretty bad. And no one's even thinking of doing away with it. And when the challenge people say, that's ridiculous, of course you can't live with the cars. And why can't you live with cars? There are people who live without... If you live in the city, half of the city doesn't have cars. You get in the trains, so you'll say, that's riskier. Not in normal times. I know people in their 70s still going to work by train. Never got hurt, never got mugged. And uh, never got into a car, never got into a car accident. They don't own a car. Got a couple of hostages in New Jersey once in a while, but that's it. I'm not advocating it. So uh, if, the, uh, if the word goes out after this uh, shear goes out that I'm um, starting a movement to get rid of cars, that's not the, uh, not the point. It's to think of what is considered essential. And the Messiah Sasharim, in his first line, says that life is dangerous. That's a pretty powerful opening line. He means Sakanas and Rukhni is not Gashmias. And there is a Chiv Neshmat al which, by the way, is very central to our sugi. As a matter of fact, it is our sugi. We've been discussing for four months about the Chiv to watch your health. So we're very big on that. And the next part about Baltashkas, very big on not wasting things, not wasting the body, not wasting money, not wasting where the question is, what's considered a waste and what are you spending on? That's going to be the next part of the sugi and Baltashkas. Klal al-Dover, Kiv Neshkol how can you not consider praiseworthy Misha Yitza Li Molet Mehem that a person wants to stay two, five, ten steps away from doing an Avera? Ah, it's Mutla Gamre. It's Mutla, but if you keep on fressing or you keep on spending uh, more time on your clothing, your Gashmis, you keep on talking after hours and hours, you're going to bump into Lashon Hara or Dvar Metalim or Bittel Terra. It's going to happen. So why not stay ahead? If it's so dangerous, you want to stay away. Misha Yarbe Laharchik Mehem. So therefore, you're going to try to take as little out of Olam Hazeh as you can possibly get away with and not overuse anything. Just use it. And whatever is according to your Madrigan, what you need, which is an individual thing. He's leading up to answering his original kasha, if it's not how can the beginning to take it on? The answer is, this is going to be subjective. Who you are, what you're used to, where you're going, where you're coming from. Even though he was the richest man in the world, him and Antoninus. And and Nasi has to be rich. He has to be able to take care of the government. For the cover of the Nasiyas, he had every delicacy on his table. Rashi says, who were very close. Antoninus was the Talmud. Some say he was Magayar. Doesn't sound like it's a very rich menu to us, but in the olden days, if you had radishes on your table all year round, you were extremely wealthy because you were importing it from all over the world. We're used to this. We go shopping and we get fruits, especially around Tubishvat and Rosh Hashanah time, that are from every country that we never even, you can't even pronounce half the names. 
of the fruits or the countries. They're going to start bringing back some from Mars soon as we uh, get further into our intergalactic travels. Uh, so it's amazing. He was an Aussie, and he should have it all on his table. He never had any enough of it. He had it in front of him, and nothing was missing. top line, and he raised his hands, and he says, he never had personal hana. He ate it and didn't enjoy it, or didn't eat it? Either he had a little bit to be ate design, but he didn't get into it, or he didn't eat it at all. Remember, the problem in the beginning, the, one of the kashas was, the, there's another Yushami that says that there's a din v'cheshben if you don't taste everything. So everybody's masking me. Can't mean you have to go to Baskin Robbins and have 31 flavors, or go to uh, Guatemala and have every tropical fruit. Guatemala is in South America, right? So, uh, that can't mean that. The question is, what does it mean? So, Rebbe said it means that I'm the Nasi. I gotta have it on my table. I gotta see it. I gotta see Nifos Abere. I gotta see what Hashem uh, put in the world and how diverse it is. It doesn't mean I have to start getting used to it. Two different things. Similarly, we saw with Chizkiel Melch Yudha Kamekei and Asher Marmarim Shazachai Tikula Makayim and Marmarim Sheish Laadam Lifresh Mikol Mashu Tana Galami Laman Lo Yipol Bisakan Nasi. It's a sakana to be embedded and involved in a lamazeh more than you have to. Again, I always defend the whipped cream and the occasional chocolate and um, pralines and cream, which nobody listening knew even Bechlal what the flavor was. You guys are a bunch of Prussian. It's good to have to explain these things to you. Uh, but it's something about a nut and some caramel, I think. That's what you came out. So there's room for all of this. Shabbos, you know, for sure. And other times you need a little uh, pick-me-up, so to speak. But question is, how much is becoming your standard that now it's necessary and you got to raise the bar further? What nobody really says about uh, Mr. Musk is that he's a very energetic guy. Uh, I'll leave it at that. But for the uh, tourist business, when it comes back, tourist business, I love Shalom, but hopefully you should have it. It's amazing. People need Panasa. But Yidin, Baruch Hashem, would like to travel, Pesach, whenever it is, they're running out of places to go. Especially Yidin, from Yidin, means they can't go everywhere, it can get dangerous. You want to go to a safe place. So, the moon and Mars are looking more appetizing. Of course, we've mentioned in Shia that you can't put yourself in grave sakana for vacation either, so hopefully by the time he perfects this, it'll be... Yeah, there's Monomic going to be an issue unless he creates a... Um, you know, a total base. The, the International Space Station happens to be uh, slightly less of an issue than the Moon, and Mars is a lot more complicated. The further you get from the atmosphere, so um, if we ever get to the space station, it's not really. They, it's in space, but it's not really. You know, if you grew up a couple of days before, space meant you know. <laughs> uh, so it's sort of in space. Uh, it's um, so I, I have to. I never studied in depth. What can you see from there? Sun by sun, like what, what exposures do they have? So if it becomes Nagea, if you're getting a ticket soon, uh, it's going to be quite pricey, but uh, they're trying to bring down the price, as you see, just yesterday and uh, two days ago. So um, we're working on it. But it comes from this thirst to do something you didn't do before. So anything in Gashmi is whatever you've done, it becomes a little blah, and then you got to raise it. So it'll be... Um, Perhaps one day an interesting Cholomoy trip, but uh, Yaakov, if he can't solve the Zman, he's going to have to go after Shachras and get back before Mincha, so he better uh, put the uh, shuttles at uh, great speed. Hinei. Okay, M'tishal. Okay, so now, with that next piece of information, 
He now asks the million-dollar question, which you probably have started figuring out the answer to where he's going with it, and that is, you have the rights, you have the abonim, everybody's mechuyiv. If these are such important in Yanim, and these are so chosher for Klai Yisrael, so why don't they make tachanas that you can have cheesecake, but not seven slices? You can have a steak, but not five of them. Why don't they make... He's, he's proven already, beyond a shadow of a doubt, that it's an Indian to be perished a little bit from Mother Mazet. So why don't they put some cap on whatever you're eating? Why don't they give some direction? The direction is in the Musa's farm, in the, in the Kabbalah's farm, but it's not in Shulchan Aruch. And Tishav HaTaymar. And Kain Eifush is that Dover Mitzdarach HaMuchur. This is so important. Not just for your general Ruchnius to be perished from Mother Mazet, like the Chavaz Lovas, but what he's... Pointing, is pointing out to be a few steps ahead of any iser that you learn how to say no now. You don't go anywhere near becoming attached to food that when you're without a good hechsher, you might partake of some anyway, assuming that everybody eats here. So why don't they mandate that? Why do they leave that to the individual? That's an important question because we have a pretty rigid, I say that in a positive way, system of what you should do from the time you wake up. So why isn't this found somewhere in the Mishnah Brewer and Shulchan Aruch and Alocha? Well, why is this only found in the Sfarim, often the Sfarim Akadashim, if it's a Yisait for every Yid? That's an important question to address. In Tishol V'taymerim, Ken Eifesh, Ezedavar, Mitztarech, Umuchuch, Lomla Gazu, Lochachanim. So why don't they make it a Chiv D'Rabbanon? Kamasha Gazu, now, he says D'Rabbanon, he's not asking why did Hashem make it a Chiv D'Raisa or an Issa D'Raisa, because we already understand that D'Rabbanons were made and the list grew as you had Neskat Noadera. So it's the job of Chazal to understand each generation what the generation needs and where you had Neskat Noadera. And Yiftach Vadera, Kishmur Vadera, they have to understand the generation, they have to know what they need. So then each generation will make their own Gazeras. So why is this still left to the individual? Why don't we have, just as Gazeras grew, why didn't such a list grow? We don't have such a list. Even Naziris, which is a Dindaresa, is completely optional and it was never widespread and it was different Yechidim who did it. So why is that? That's this week's parsha. Kamosha Gazu also Yagas Takana Shagazu. There are many Takanas. We do have fences and fences and fences. We don't have Xera Lexera, but we have the Gemara has the Sugyan Bea, you know, the Khazal didn't make a Xera Lexera. If they had one fence already, they didn't make another fence on that fence. The first fence is Durabon already. And the Gemara has loads of kashas, and the answer usually is Kulakha Xera, which means when they saw a need to make three fences at one time, because that's how dangerous it was, and that's how much of a Yetzahara there was to try to go in that direction, they made three fences, that's cool, Echad Gzeira. But if it's not Gzeira, so then, obviously, they left it alone, and they didn't add it, so then why is it necessary for the individual to delve into this? That's his kasha. Kamasha Gazu, also Yagaz, Vitakanasha Gazu. Hine, third line. Hine, Achuva, Miva, Eris, Apshuta. According to everything we had, the answer is as follows. Kila Gazu, Cham, Gzeira, Ela, Imkain, Big Yisaid. They never made Xera unless most of Klai Yisrael can keep it. It's a hard thing to gauge. Good news is that the Chavim had brilliance and Ruach HaKadosh and Siat Tashmaya and 99% of the Xeras, if not higher, they understood correctly what Klai Yisrael needs and most of the Tzibra was able to keep it. Now, I'm choosing my words carefully because a famous uh, Zog in the Achreinim, uh, if you find a lot of people not keeping the Gzeira Dwarbana, it's not because it's Einatzibar Yachalamid Ba, it's because Einatzibar Reitzalamid Ba. If you have a generation that's being lax in something and it's starting to spread, that doesn't mean the original Takana was not a Gzeira Shatzibar Yachalamid Ba. They can, it's just that they're having a Yetzahara wind going around in this particular Tkufa or that particular crowd. So they assessed it correctly. There are very few exceptions. Uh, Tila Zezra, 
they just couldn't find uh, mikvah. They didn't have build build. They didn't have buildings with climate control, and you had to find um, it rained and a crack on the sidewalk or some lake, and it just wasn't always possible. So that they repealed, and according to Mary Shem, not Lagamre, it's still a big Indian. They just repealed it officially, because otherwise it couldn't go Davin. And then you have Pas Akum, where they found out that there were too many communities that didn't have a Jewish baker, and it was too difficult, and so, so you needed it. So again, they repealed that according to the Machaber, not completely. If in your community you have, you have to have Pas Yisrael. And Ramah says, no, they repealed the Gamri. And the Shach says, even Ashkenaz and Shemach for the Machaber if they can. And um, so again, if you, we had a year's worth of Shira on Pas and Bishalakum. If you're in Muncie, Lakewood, uh, Brooklyn, Five Towns, whatever. If you're in the New York, New Jersey area, it's very easy. And if you're in Chicago and other major cities, it's pretty easy also. Uh, if you have, yes? What about music? Music. So that's an excellent... Remind me in about a year, because I have that on my short list of sugis we didn't get to yet, that I'm going to put on video. I have a longer list of sugis we're going to get to now in the next uh, five years that I'm not going to put on video. But uh, music is a good kasher. Amosha and many others held that there's really no heter bechlal unless it's at a chasna or suda's mitzvah. The minig is lahokal today due to the fact that Neskat Noaderis and it's better listening to Jewish music than non-Jewish music and people get down very quickly and get nervous very quickly and they have nerve and they like to have a good time. So it's better to have a good time with that as Amosha uh, says the word good time, but he doesn't have much of a head for music, but he says, no, he recognized people are doing it, at least uh, three in the three weeks, try to cut it out. We're struggling with that also today, but that, the more or less, we keep. Uh, we keep it. Uh, Shaila is the acapella, and depending on what type of acapella, but a different schmooze. So your question is a good question, and it's, it's a problem, but that's an example where when the Xero was chal, it was a Xero shatsibar yachalamidba. Since the 1960s, 50s, and the advent of Jewish music and music in general in our culture, now the advent of devices to listen to it in every form or fashion, it's a much bigger Nisayim. But that doesn't mean the original Gzeira was a Gzeira Shein at Sibiyachalamidba. And you can't, once it's Chal, you can't undo it. So I'm glad you brought that up. That's an excellent example. So if you hold it's also also Sugiyas, that's what Amisha's saying, it's a problem. But if you hold the original Sugiyah had loop, loopholes, then there were loopholes, and there were cases that didn't apply. Maka mitzvah, you have to figure out what's considered a maka mitzvah. And can we extend maka mitzvah besides the chasna and the seam and things like that to the fact that people desperately need it or else they're going to be depressed? Okay, maybe that's... that's uh, or they, you have to wean them off of geisha music. It's geisha music as Gili Rashvi, Chazam, and Avodah Zara. And it's either the Beatles or the Rabbi's Sons. Did I get that uh, correctly time-wise? It was around the 60s, the first... I think the first from group was the Rabbi's Sons, no? No, the first... The sh- the rabbi's sons, you never heard of them? It wasn't me. It wasn't my sons either. <laughs> the rabbi's sons was a group in the uh, 60s. One of the first, uh, that and Shlomo Karbach, and the, you know, the original, that came at a time when the world was infatuated with Geisha rock music, and that's certainly the better of the two alternatives. The Shailas, what do you do with the Sugya? So, anyway, Michael, remind me in about a year. I, I did plan on having a set of Shiram on that, but I figured, uh, you know, the Ellen can wait because the mini is the Huckle anyway, but it's an interesting Sugya. But the, the point you bring up, the, the answer over here is very important. Is the Gezerish Eina Tzibar Yochel is Yochel, not Reutze, and it's only what's Bashas Maisa, not what happens later necessarily. What happened with Tzvila Ezra is they did a poll later and they saw it wasn't working. That was a rare event. 
where it just didn't stick. So that Pasakum, Shemen, Shemen Akum, they had the, the whole northern Israel where they were producing Shemen galore. And then the Romans came and decimated the countrysides. They didn't have any more Jewish Shemen. So what he's introducing, we'll stop here, and we'll continue tomorrow night, is, again, the Kasha is, why did they make it mandated as law as a Gezerah Rabbanon? Why do they leave everybody to their own devices if this is such a central part of Yiddishkeit? And in Hashem, we will develop the answer tomorrow night. Have a wonderful evening and enjoy your ice cream before you go to sleep.